0: So you can just say whatever you want, sing a song. Mm, What
1: was I even... I was going to ask more questions. I don't know. Off in the midst of nothingness and unknowing Follow the compass that my heart is showing
0: My name is Kaylin Otto, and you are listening to Will Work For Food. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you are a constant listener, a constant listener, what a weird way to say that, someone who listens to this often, um, thank you so much for coming back. I very much appreciate it, and I hope that you get a lot out of these podcast interviews. Um Because I was thinking about it more today, and you know, definitely I'm putting my time and energy into these, but the people who I'm interviewing are doing it for free, and they're giving me their time and energy and stories and emotions and feelings, so um, thank you to everyone who lets me interview you as well, because it means a lot to me, and it's very, very special to me. And I might be feeling very thankful right now because this interview, I just, I love it. I interviewed Sydney, um, who's one of my friends, and we talked a lot about body hair, um, self-love, body image, how femmes are expected to present and how they're expected to look, and eating disorders, and Sydney really offers herself up in a very authentic way, and I'm so appreciative of that. But before we get into this podcast interview, I wanted to share some really exciting news. So I just published my first book, which um, I had been staying up for the past few days really late to finish writing it, or should I say early in the morning, because I started writing this book, this travel guide um, a while ago, a few weeks ago, and it ended up being a lot more work than I thought, a lot more pages than I thought it was going to be, and I'm traveling for the month of December. So I really wanted to get it done before then, and I didn't think it was going to happen, but (laughs) I just decided to muscle through it and do it, and I am almost done with it right now when I'm recording this, but by the time that you're listening to this, it will be getting finalized and hopefully published within the next couple days. So you're listening to this on um, December 1st, actually. Woo! welcome to December. And this is the month where I will become a published author and get to release this book with you. So I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, This is a guide on how to travel with little to no money, and in this book, I really share with you all of my tips, all of my tricks, and they're not really secrets, but I almost want to say secrets to traveling like this, because there are not that many people doing it, and there's such a huge reward. There's so much adventure um, when you do it this way, and you can get so much out of it. And the thing is, is that you don't have to want to travel with little to no money to use these tips. These can help you with traveling in general. But if you are learning how to travel the way I do it, this is perfect because I really break down each and every section and let you know very specifically and methodically how to do things. I teach you how to find work along the way. I teach you how to ask to work for food um, how to find transportation, how to save up money beforehand by doing different op jobs or um, setting out accounts so that people can possibly give you money. So I just really go over every single detail so that you know exactly how to do this. And once you read this and once you know and start to understand Um, how you can apply these things that I'm teaching you to your travel life, to your trips, or to your everyday life, then you really get to craft your experience and make the most out of your travels, and that is so exciting, so I'm literally happy from the bottom of my heart to release this and hopefully inspire or let others travel the way that I do, And another cool part about the book is that I share a lot of my own stories and experiences as well. So it's not just, you know, step A, B, C, this is how you do this, here's a paragraph um, explaining to you why this is an important part of travel, but also this is what I've done, this is what went wrong, this was what was hilarious, this is what was awful, and this is exactly what happened to me. In a story mode. So, this book has a lot to offer um, because I know that I have a lot to offer when it comes to travel. So, if you are looking to see where you can buy it, look in the link to this podcast. Um, if it's not up yet, it will be soon. Look on my Facebook, my Instagram. You can even email me at Wonder Woman Online at gmail.com. Yeah, I had to make sure I said that right Wonder Woman Online at gmail.com. And you will find these links everywhere, (laughs) left and right, so that you can get it for yourself or get it for someone else. So make sure to check that out. And after you do that, I would love to hear your feedback on what you think about the book, what could be improved, what was helpful, um, what stories you liked, any of that, so that I can continue to get better every time I publish resources for you. I really appreciate that one more way that you can support my podcast and all my work um, because everything else has been for free so far. This is the first thing that I'm going to um, really make money off of. Uh, if you go on to iTunes and you rate me in the iTunes app or however you kids do it these days, if you rate me on there, you leave a comment and feedback and And you also share anything that you like. That is so helpful to me, and it's free for you. So please do that. Keep that in mind whenever you listen to things that you really, really like. So sit back, put your listening ears on, and let's start this interview with Sydney. All right, you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, so thank you, Sydney, for letting me interview you, (laughs) which we've been talking about for a long time, so I'm glad that we're actually doing it. (laughs) Me too. Um, Can you just tell everyone your name? And, oh, fun fact, Sydney's the one who sings at the beginning and the end of this podcast in my song, so (laughs) an introduction.
1: (laughs) Heck yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. My name's Sydney Dively.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that. I'm like, that's not a very good question because I just introduced you. <laughs> yeah, um, it said
1: like make up name in the thing you sent me, and I was like, ooh, I gotta make one
0: up. <laughs> oh yeah. So it can be whoever I want. I thought of a few new questions, so you're the first person that I'm gonna ask them to. <gasps> yeah, oh, man. the get to know you questions. So if you. I don't know. Like, I'm not making fun of these people. If you go to a festival, sometimes you know people will just change their name in the moment, um, or like it will be a color, or like sunflower, or something like that, which is yeah. so cool. I'm glad they do that. If you were to make up a name for yourself right now, what would it be?
1: Oh man, <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. Um, I don't even know because I, I grown to like my name so much Mm -hmm. but like what did I always want um (laughs) my name would be sunshine uh petticoat
0: sunshine petticoat I don't
1: fucking know
0: (laughs) can I cast on this yeah you can okay (laughs) this is your interview
1: Oh, that's hard. I don't know. What would you make your name?
0: Oh, that's... I don't know. No one really ever asked me questions, but I like it. Um, I think that I would make my name... Uh, I don't know. Starflower just popped into my head, so I like that right Star now.
1: Starflower?
0: Yeah. But I like Sunshine Petticoat. It seems like you. Ugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny
0: um okay so my second question for you is if you could pick one color that represented you what color would it be and why hmm
1: I'd say like a I don't know I'd love to say just like a rainbow because I, I don't want to be just like one color I'd love Aww. to be just like an array of colors
0: Okay, yeah, that's really cute. I like that. (laughs) Wow, we're we're a little similar. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so this one, I actually, this last question I thought of because of you, and I was like, I wonder if this would be easier or harder for a musician, but if you had to pick 10 seconds of a tune to describe you or represent you, what would it be? And this could definitely be your own song, too.
1: Hmm. Yeah, um, and a lot of people that like the growlers, like, I feel like, like the song Tell It How It Is, Mm -hmm. because, um, it's just, like, if you're, like, the type of person that's just, like, well, actually, ma'am, what's that other song, um, (laughs) no, 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 okay, yeah, it's just, like, he gets down on his own self more than anybody else can, um, And it's easy to understand, but it can hurt to hear the truth that he just ain't concerned with you. But it's just like, the whole song is just about somebody who's just like, you know, like sticks to themselves and is just like doing what they want. Like, I don't know. I feel like you'd have to listen to the whole song though, like not 10 seconds of it.
0: Well, you know what? I'll put a link in the podcast description.
1: Yeah. Tell it how it is by the Growlers. Tell it
0: how it is by the Growlers. Perfect. Okay, good. <laughs> then everyone can listen to it. I don't think I've heard that before. Yeah, you should listen to it. Sweet. Okay, so the first thing um, that I like to introduce is how we met. And I think that basically someone just linked us up on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I'm was his name. Joe, what is his name? I don't
0: know. I I can't remember, actually.
1: It's Jacob. Jacob Chase, right? Oh,
0: Jacob Martin? Jacob Martin. Yeah, Jacob Chase Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Did Jacob connect us? Yeah, because I was like... Oh, yeah, like, I don't know,
1: maybe it was towards the beginning of my veganism, and I was just, like, wanting people to talk about it with, and, like, he was like, oh, I know this girl, Kaylin and she lives in Wilmington, Mm -hmm. like, you should get up with her, and, yeah, so I friended you. Oh, yeah. and, And then we met at Grinders.
0: Oh, yeah, I do remember that. And then, yeah. not long after that, we did a disruption with three of us on the oh, yeah. on the boardwalk.
1: Oh man, no! It was you, me, Atwoll, and that guy, Robbie. Robbie, yeah, yeah. I
0: remember and we had that. a cop
1: yell at us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I. I'm a vegetarian, and I think this is stupid. We're like,
1: <laughs> you suck. Then, like, like
0: that doesn't make sense. So, for people who don't know. Um, Or if you haven't seen the videos before, I'm part of an animal rights group and we do disruptions like we'll walk into a restaurant and get everyone's attention by amplifying our voices and we'll just speak out um, about the cruelty that's going on and amplify the voices of the animals and we, Sydney and I did one right on... This boardwalk, which is like outside dinner seating downtown in Wilmington, North Carolina, and the cop got really mad and was like telling us how he's vegetarian and we're gonna get in trouble. And, yeah. um, yeah, it's one of the first activities I think I did with Sydney.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was so silly, too. We're like, dude, you're not in uniform, you can't do anything to us. <laughs> I, know.
0: I need to look that up and see if they actually can. I yeah, I don't think they that. can.
1: I, and I think all he could do is, like, call um, – I need to get the charger for this thing. I think all he could do is call, like, backup, but then by that point we could leave, you know? So Yeah,
0: that's always what happens. It's really silly. It's
1: just a fear
0: tactic. It is. Um, so what I was going to ask you a little bit about before we got into our main topics – um, is where you are currently and what's been your most recent string of events during your travels?
1: Yeah, um, so there's a little bit of drama um, but I I guess most recent like I could even say a year ago is when I like first started to travel mm-hmm. and um, that was I went to San Francisco last summer to like kind of just try something new and I stayed with my aunt and uncle and that was like really fun and just like I don't know just new it was all new to me and um I would just like go out by myself go to like poetry or spoken word slams and Mm -hmm. like go to see live music and it was just like all that like start of like being alone and, like, discovering my, like, yeah, my solitude and, like, my independence. Right. Um, and so that was awesome, and then I got homesick, and I went back to Wilmington, and then about March or, like, June, I went to Asheville, and I was working on this uh, farm, and that was, like, I don't know. That was a new experience too. I'd never work on, worked worked yeah. on a farm.
0: Was that and, Wolfing? Was that through Wolfing or was that he, through couch thing? Yeah, that was Workaway. Oh, work workaway. workaway Workaway.org, Yeah. Okay. Can you explain what that is to people, just so they know? Yeah,
1: it's. I mean, it's just like Woof, but I I like it more because one, it's cheaper, and it's like got so many different opportunities, mm-hmm. whereas woof is just farms yeah like on work away it's like like I saw this old woman who just like wanted someone to help her like run errands and stuff oh like yeah and like a beautiful place like I think in Colorado like yeah she was just like an old woman who needed help getting to and from places and so I don't know Yeah, there's, like, a lot more you can do on WorkAway.
0: So it's just a place you can go if you're looking to travel and then find work wherever you're going. Mm -hmm. And I've never used WorkAway, so I'll have to look at that. I don't know why I've never tried that before. Yeah,
1: no, it's great. Like, there's people looking for nannies and stuff. Yeah. And it's you're still not getting paid for it. It's all work trade, Mm -hmm. but it's just, like, a wider, like, spectrum of things to do and like types of work.
0: Okay. Yeah. That would be awesome. Cause I'm kind of tired of working on farms. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened after you were in Asheville? Yeah. So I was working on the farm,
1: but it was really like, and I know we're going to talk more about this. Like it was really like a not, not good time in my life mm-hmm. to go and like, do something like that I I think I was just lying to myself for a while like about the condition I was in Mm -hmm. and so I was there and I was just like not emotionally stable enough to like do that kind of work and even physically I was not in good shape to do it and so I like I started paying like rent there like mm-hmm. 70 it was $75 a week. I started paying rent to stay there a little longer and then I just came back to Wilmington again to like recuperate. Okay. And then after that, after I recuperated, it took me about like 4 months and then late September, September 28th, I went to New Orleans mm-hmm. and it was super random. Like I had just decided in a week, like, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to new Orleans. And, um,
0: why'd you so decide was, to go or what inspired you to go? I think that I was just like
1: itching to leave and I didn't know where I wanted to go, but I knew I wanted to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, well, like my best friend lives in new Orleans. Like she's keeps wanting me to come out there why don't I just fucking do it? And like, so, yeah. So you just did did it. Yeah. And two of my favorite bands were playing shows. So that was another reason. And so, yeah, I went there and I saw it was King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, which you guys should all listen to them. They're super good.
0: I love that name. Yeah. They would be uh, good at that first part of this interview of like make up a name. King oh my gosh, Gizzard yeah. and the Wizard Lizard?
1: <laughs> yeah. King Gizzard. Yeah, they're crazy, and they're super good live, like always such a good show, and people get freaking nuts at their show.
0: <laughs> oh, that my sounds gosh. Fun.
1: And then I saw the Babe Rainbow, which is also a good band. They're really mellow. Okay. But, yeah, so... <laughs> Um, so I was in New Orleans, and I was just, like, actually starting to get into, like, the whole, like, what you do, the, mm-hmm. you know, just, the, like, no money, kind of, like, relying on the universe yeah. sort of life. And I don't know. It was weird. It Like, I'll try to just summarize. Like, things just happened with my friend. She didn't really... Turn out to be the greatest friend after all, and kind of abandoned me, and yeah. so I had to stay in a couple hostels and like stay with my boss at the coffee shop. I got a job at,
0: and you were staying but, with her before, right? Yeah, yeah, we just so friends knows.
1: for like seven years, and wow. it was it was very like shocking and just like I don't know, I still don't understand the situation, but. Mm-hmm. It, it was definitely a blessing in disguise because, like, I met so many people after that. Mm-hmm. Just, like, people offering help and, like, people who wanted to, like, just, like, spend time with me because they knew I was in a weird situation. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I can only thank her for that, giving me that opportunity.
0: Yeah. Did that surprise you that... So you were living with her, and then you kind of got kicked out, and you were still getting started because you were working at that coffee shop and just kind of um, like relying on the universe to help you out when you needed it and things like that. And then you get kicked out. Were you surprised that people were so willing to help you? Yeah, because
1: I'm I'm one of those people that's like I'm definitely afraid to ask for help, and like I feel like people don't owe me help. And I feel like people shouldn't help me for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like I just always feel like that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I was like, why do people like want to do things for me? Like, (laughs) do I deserve that? And like, but it was definitely humbling. Like I, I even like thought of this story, like there's this kid, Kyle, and he was very like, he was just one of those kids, you know, that's just, like, kind of out there. Like, he's definitely seen, like, done his use of drugs in his day.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, like, he was very out there, and he just, like, would be very quiet, and he, like, talked to me, and he was like, I've lived in a tent before, too. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And, like... We, like, went dumpster diving together, Mm. and then um, he was, like, do you want to see, like, I have all this good vegan food, and then, like, he takes me to his house, and he was, like, yeah, this is all I have right now, and it was a bag of apples, and he was, (laughs) like, do you want one, and I was, like, no, dude, like, you only have a bag of apples, like, keep them, and, but it was, like, he... Only had a bag of apples that he was living off right then. And he was offering me one, you know? And that's, like, a really beautiful, like, story because it's, like, shows just generosity and, like, I don't know, I thought to, like, Christianity and the story of, like, how Jesus would, like, break bread, even, you know, like, and share with people, even if he only had
0: one piece of bread, you know? Yeah, no, that's amazing. I'm glad you yeah. thought of that story to share. Yeah. yeah, That's definitely happened to me, like, when I've been bike touring or something. And um, I feel like a lot of the times when I'm doing something like that, people around me have a good amount of money and they have food to give. But also there's been a couple times I met this person um, who was like, kind of like what you were saying, had probably done too many drugs. And I'm saying yeah. that because he told me that I'm oh, not well. just like, you know, assuming, but, um, he was walking around at a farmer's market and he didn't have any money left. He was just like walking around in San Francisco with no shoes on. And, <laughs> of course. um, you know, yeah. he he told me that he got there by spaceship and that he's living in the spaceship in the park, and I'm just like, okay. But <laughs> he had this one thing of food that I knew was going to be his food for a long time, and he was, like, offering me the dates and the veggies and all that stuff.
1: Wow. And it
0: was just, like, the same thing. I was like, this is all you have, and you're still willing to share, and that's pretty Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, that's, that's so, awesome. cool. so I definitely... Oh, sorry. You know you (laughs) had.
1: I definitely think it's like the people who have seen the most like struggle and stuff Mm -hmm. that are the most generous because they know what it's like to be on the receiving end and stuff. Yeah, and that's like that's awesome.
0: It is, and what I've been thinking a lot lately, um, by someone who I'm actually going to interview later on this week, the one I was telling you that lives primarily moneyless is that. (laughs) So often we have to pay to go to work, right? So we have to have a place to stay. We have to have a car to get there. We have to have clothes. We have to put in the energy. We have to have the gas money or whatever transportation. So we're paying to go to work to pay for everything that we're using to pay mm-hmm. to go to work, to pay off school debt, to pay off whatever it is. So it's like this vicious cycle for some people who... Um, you know, don't have too many choices on where they can work or they don't have a degree because they didn't want to be in debt or whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. I really think that the more and more that I think about it, I think that when people are choosing to live moneyless um, or try out a different lifestyle and not get caught up in the rat race which if you are and you like it that's awesome Um, Mm -hmm. but I know it can be hard for a lot of people I just think it's it's awesome like yeah (laughs) obviously struggling and not having enough food or security is not awesome but um, people trying to do things differently is really cool yeah I agree so that's so neat that you did that yeah so you were staying on different people's couches and like in a hostel what were you thinking when this was going on
1: um I don't I don't even know I think I was just like uh, I don't know I guess I was like kind of disappointed like I just I had a lot of time to like overthink everything going on in my life (laughs) yeah and like so I I was just thinking way too much um, and stressing about things that I probably, you know, didn't need to. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, a lot of people brought to my attention that I, I wasn't even really thinking that much about what had happened with my friend. Yeah. Because I think I was trying to kind of just, like, push it out of my mind. hmm But I know I was just, like, thinking, like, Okay, like, what's the next thing that I have to do? Like, where am I going? Like, I know I need to get out of this hostel eventually, so where am I going to be? Mm-hmm. And like, how long am I going to be able to be there? And then, you know, and so yeah. it was a lot of like stress about just like what, like, where to go and like what to do, and. So, I wish it, it hadn't had to be like that, but I guess that's all, like, kind of a part of it.
0: It definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So, what do you think um, you took away from that whole ordeal of going on the spontaneous trip and then it kind of crumbling in some ways? Not always, ways, yeah. but some ways. What do you think you took out of that? Because that's pretty yeah. big. <laughs>
1: I know, um, I definitely, I, I don't want my situation to reflect on all the situations, like, I think personally, I, I could have been a little more prepared, like, because I, I didn't want to prepare at all, I was just like, okay, I'm going to New Orleans, and I'm going to figure it out there, yeah, and I think I'd, I think I just didn't take into account that, like, not everyone is who they say they are and that I can't rely on other people as much, mm-hmm. which <laughs> which is a very, like, it sounds very negative and I don't want it to be that way, but, like, I think, like, even right now I'm reading this thing, uh, an essay by Ralph Waldo Emerson on self-reliance and, like... Mm-hmm it's so important for us to be able to support ourselves in some way. And like, if we are going to be doing this whole, like traveling with no money and all that stuff, like I think we still need to like find ways that we can like create our situations and not rely on like other people. So however that may be, and I'm still kind of thinking, figuring it out.
0: Yeah, that's that's um, a tricky one. I feel like yeah. I've definitely gone in and out of learning about that. And I feel like I finally mastered it more on this last trip where um, I would just like know that the universe is going to help me out, but also help myself out at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good balance of finding that. Yeah. But it can be really tricky. But kudos to you for adventuring.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah.
0: So then you got a rideshare back, or how did that happen? Yeah, I was just looking
1: on um, Craigslist on the rideshare, and it was, like, New Orleans to Asheville. And I was like, oh, okay, like, that's pretty close. Like, that's cool that it's, like, mm-hmm you know, somebody going to Asheville, and um, I love Asheville, so I was like, I know I can get to Asheville and then figure out a ride from there, whether it be, like, someone picking me up, and um, so my grandma was going to pick me up, and then she, like, I don't know, she backed out at the last minute, I'm like, thanks, grandma, like, come
0: on. (laughs) The one person. (laughs) Yeah, right?
1: yeah but and so but yeah no I did I got a uh ride share from New Orleans with this guy and he was I don't know he was a cool guy he was just this like young dude who um was he moved to Asheville with his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and um I don't know It was kind of funny because like it was a 12 hour drive and I think he really wanted to like talk and stuff and yeah. I'm I'm more of like a I just don't like small talk. I would right. I would rather just listen to my music which I don't know, I think that's kind
0: of unfriendly, but it's also no, just it's like noise. It's just Yeah. I I get the same way. Like Yeah. yeah I totally Some, get the
1: Yeah, sometimes it's like I don't know, if
0: you're in a car ride, it's like
1: I've got all this music on my Spotify like yeah <laughs> this is a good time to listen to it <laughs> but yeah and I, he whenever we would chat he like liked to talk a lot about like science and like robots and like he'd say like algorithms and all these yeah. crazy things and he'd be like yeah what do you think about that and I'm just like um, I don't think about that. <laughs> you're
0: like, I have no opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I've actually never thought of those things oh, at wow. all.
0: <laughs> Why did he post on Craigslist that he wanted to give someone a ride, or did he respond to you on Craigslist? No, no, no.
1: yeah, he wanted to.
0: Okay, he just and wanted like, company.
1: Yeah, I think he said he was saying that, like you know, it gets it can be kind of like lonely when you're driving that long, and yeah. I thought that was kind of like sweet, but, and I think it's cool in general. Like I, like, I was like, yeah, why, like, why did you put a ride share ad That's kind of like a, I don't know. Somebody needs to like be familiar with that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. And he said that he's just like, he didn't have a car for like seven years. And so he would always like get ride shares to mm-hmm. visit family and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and he only, like, asked me for, like, 20 bucks for gas from New Orleans to North Carolina, which is, like, really good. That's really
0: good. That's cheaper than any bus or anything you're going to find.
1: Yeah, no, and so I was super thankful for that, and then I got to Asheville and stayed there a couple nights, and then... Um, There was this, like, young, like, clean-cut dad. He was probably in, like, his late 30s, and he was going to return the dog to his ex-wife in Wilmington.
0: Yeah. I just love Craigslist. I'm (laughs) I'm not laughing at that. I just – the things that come out of it is, like – Yeah. No, for for real. Like, and
1: I was just, like – super like happily surprised it was two normal normal people and they were both very nice
0: yeah so you went with him and someone else and the dog it was just me and him and the dog oh okay too normal was, okay yeah it's two normal oh, people yeah. with the dog the other guy yes <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah yeah it was cute it was like this big hound dog and he was like sitting on my lap the whole ride oh my
0: gosh that's so cute yeah oh Yay. I love that so now you're back at home <laughs> yes after all of that whirlwind of adventure yeah and do you have any plans for your next adventure
1: Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I guess no plans. I'm, I'm in the middle of thinking about what I want to do because mm. I'm thinking like I need to save up for a car, which would just like take care of a lot of things. And, um, you know, I, I would have no problem sleeping in a car yeah. if I, if I go traveling, but I really want to go to New Mexico because I have family out there. All right. And, like, everybody has been telling me lately, like, you need to go to Santa Fe. Like, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just the West. Like, I want to see the West. I want to see Washington and Oregon Mm -hmm. and, like, even, like, Idaho and stuff. I hear it's really beautiful. It
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that I'm excited for you! I just stayed at that I stayed in Santa Fe for that month, um, yeah. and then I hit those places like Idaho. I think that you'd love it. It's, it's yeah. so pretty. and There's so much to do. I bet. Uh, okay, cool. We'll have to keep. Maybe we can interview you at a later date when you <laughs> when you're traveling or after you've done all these things. Yes. So I wanted to get, I don't know why I just got an accent when I said that, but I didn't mean to. I wanted to get into talking about a few things that aren't talked about that much. Um, and the first one that I wanted to start with with you is more talking about this bigger idea of self-love, but then there's small things under that that we get really messed up about. Yeah. Um, Like, for instance, the first topic I want to talk about was body hair. It's something that I think as um, feminine-presenting folks or just femme folks in general, like, we're not supposed to have it. It looks dirty. It looks unclean. um, It looks like we're not taking care of ourselves or whatever. All these things that I've heard growing up, um, it looks gross. It looks dirty. And... What that does to us, because that's a lot, like, to be told that your body hair that's naturally growing on your body makes you less of a woman or less of a, um, mm-hmm. like, less feminine or whatever that is, that can do a lot of damage, and I know yeah. that you've always been true to yourself when it comes to things like that, so... Um, yeah, I think that's something that I've always admired about you because like I have armpit hair and mm-hmm. I get crap for it a lot. Not yeah. Not usually by people our age as much, um, but like older family or my parents <sighs> sometimes are making jokes a lot. Um but so I want to tell you one thing that someone said to me and get your opinion on this. Okay. <laughs> so I went to Maryland for um, for a birthday party to stay with my family. And one of my family members, who I loved so dearly, like one of my favorite people in the world, was talking to me. And they're like, you know... I, are you going to shave your armpits? And I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shave them when I feel like it. And they're yeah. like, no, kaylin I'm serious. Like, one day you're probably going to want to have a husband or a partner and, like, kids and a family, and you're not really going to get that with armpit hair. Oh, my God. And this is a very, like, intelligent, you know, person who I care about very deeply, but... I was just like, what? What do you think about that? What's your opinion? Well, I think, like, that's so
1: silly because it's, like, if you have body hair, like, you're not looking for somebody who doesn't want someone with body Body hair, hair, you know? So it's, like, that's not even a, a concern. But, I mean, also, it's just obviously, like, we don't do things for... A partner like that is not why yeah that's not why we do things like we're doing things for ourselves mm-hmm. and like I mean that just goes back to like the whole belief that everyone has that like we're made for partners and it's like that's a beautiful thing about life but it's not why we're here to right. have a relationship to have a significant other right That is so silly. (laughs) I, I totally like. I know, like the family members, like that. It's like, why? Like, I love you, and you're so awesome. Like, why do you have these closed minded beliefs?
0: Mm -hmm. Does your family say anything to you, or do you get anything about having body hair when you? I don't really really know
1: because I, I feel like I don't like. I'm not as like showy with it when I'm around them Mm -hmm. because I. I don't think they've really ever said anything like, I don't know, maybe like made little comments in the past, but they know that like, I'm gonna just like throw it back at them. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm definitely a like, argumentative person. So Mm -hmm. like, I feel like yeah, they know just not to
0: touch on that subject. <laughs> and rub your armpit on their face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So did you grow up with thoughts around body hair that changed? Or were you always just like, this is for me, and I'm just going to look how I want? <laughs> no, I definitely, like, I was
1: your normal gal. Like, I feel like it, there's, there's no way around it. Like, we're always, like... Because we're always so um, easily influenced, like, growing up as oh, for sure. as girls and whatnot. And, like, so I, I definitely always, like, shaved my legs and shaved my armpits. And it wasn't until last summer that, like, I went to San Francisco and I didn't bring a razor with me. Mm-hmm. And, like, the bathroom in the room I stayed in, like there wasn't a razor. And so I was just like, okay, like whatever. I've seen, I've seen girls not shaving their body hair Mm -hmm. and I know that's a thing. So I'm just not going to do it either. And so it just started like kind of by default, but then I just like started to like understand why I enjoyed doing that and like, or not doing what -hmm. everybody else does
0: oh that's nice yeah that's really nice it's cool when you realize that um it's a choice because before I didn't understand that it's a choice I was like I have to shave my legs and I have to shave my armpits and whatever else my vagina even Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I have to shave it because that's what looks clean and that's what's the thing to do. And Ugh. I remember people getting made fun of in high school. Like one time, someone raised their arm, and it was like a femme person, and they had armpit hair. And mm-hmm. all the guys in the class made fun of her for like weeks. <laughs> oh my God. Because of that. That's and so I remember. Sad. At that time, I probably laughed with them and I probably didn't think about it. But now I'm like, this is mm-hmm. literally growing on my body. And. It doesn't like change who I am. It's literally not pieces of hair that are coming up in my skin, like yeah. out of my skin.
1: No, it's so empowering too. Like I just think it's like I don't know. It's just so weird because when I think I don't, I don't know. Like sometimes how to phrase things because I'm not super like into like the politics of you know saying with gender and stuff, but when I think of, like, a woman, like, I think of, like, how it's been depicted in, like, Mm -hmm. mythology and just, like, colonial things and whatnot, and it just seems like a woman is, like, seen as such a, like, earthly human being, and so, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, just, like, a grounded, like, earthly
0: mother earth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do not Yeah, exactly. I don't know how to explain it. But just like, so when I think of like, body hair on a woman, it's just like, yeah, like, that's so natural. That's what a that's what a woman looks like. I don't know, like, it to be all like shaved and dainty and whatever. It's just like, no, that's not the power that is a woman like that is that is suppressing
0: the power that is as a woman you know yeah if you feel like you have to be that way yeah yeah I think that's the beautiful part about femininity is just us choosing like if mm-hmm. I want to shave my legs three times a day I can do that if I yeah. want to do it once every three years or never ever again like
1: for sure it's all that. about our intention because like I've had friends that like have made that argument to me before like she, one of my friends was like yeah like I just like how it looks like I like mm-hmm. to shave and stuff and I was like yeah like that's that's great like just as long as like you know that that's the truth then you're not mm-hmm. like just saying that because right. you're like trying to make an excuse for yourself but you know that maybe it is because of a insecurity or the belief that like if you don't then you're you know right whatever
0: right oh yeah and that's awesome because I've um it's one of those things I feel like when you think about certain subjects and you have gone through the process of thinking of it a lot you start noticing that other people are doing things um by default and I think it's really important that we're like you know I listen I'm listening to what you have to say and how you feel, and I'm there to support you. I just, like, as long as you've asked these questions, then this is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest gifts we can give each other. For sure. That is so cool. Um, There was another question I wanted to ask you about body hair, but I couldn't remember. Oh, yeah. I'm interested to hear what this is like for you if you want to talk about it. But yeah. how has it been for you when you've interacted with, like, masculine folks in relationships, yeah. like, romantic situations, physical situations? For sure. How has yeah. that been?
1: I, I've all like, it's always been, like, a positive response. Like, I've never encountered somebody who didn't like it. Like, I think I personally tend to go for more, like, you know, like, earthy, like, I guess people would say like hippie type of dudes. Yeah. So I think it was almost like just, you know, like it wasn't a surprise, but
0: yeah.
1: I've always heard like, oh I like I like that. Like that's sexy. (laughs) And so I'm like, cool, I don't gotta do anything. Like (laughs)
0: like, perfect. (laughs) Yeah. The first time that I think I really let body hair grow out was when I was doing that bike tour. Um, and then there was the guy that I met that I was like hanging out with and stuff. And he told me that he actually liked armpit hair and I was mm-hmm. still kind of like insecure about it at the moment. Cause it was more new to me, even though mm-hmm. I had done it for a while, I still hadn't wrapped my brain around why. And um, I was like, really? But yeah, that's yeah. the first time that I've ever heard that, and then after that, most people have been the same way. So, that's yeah, cool.
1: <laughs> I've never like even asked like why either. I should yeah I, I should do that next time because yeah, it's like I know why I think it is, but I wonder like why they do.
0: Yeah, I guess it's maybe maybe people just like people you know sometimes who are okay with themselves. Um, yeah, like yeah, I, expressing themselves how they exactly want to. So for sure, that might be it.
1: Yeah, it was um funny. Like actually, I used to have a Tinder account, and I remember like this one guy messaged me on it, and he was like, "Are you?" Um, he was like, "Are you ever going to shave your armpits or something?" Because I put a picture of me like, and I had my armpits raised just because yeah. I'm like. I'm putting this out there, like (laughs) if you're not cool with it, you'll next me. But, um, and I was just like, never, haha. Like, and he was like, that's a shame. And I was like,
0: like you're (laughs) a (laughs) shame.
1: I was like, um, maybe to you, dude. Like, I don't know. It's just so it was hilarious to me because it's like obviously he thinks that like. I care about, like, the male perspective and yeah. his perspective. like Yeah. But it's just, like, no. Like, there are guys, like, we've talked about that mm-hmm. think it's sexy. And, again, who cares what the dudes think?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. I've had so many people messaging me on Tinder who um, I don't think that anything – anyone said anything about body hair because I don't know if you can see it in any of my pictures but like even that I have on my account that I don't eat others I don't eat their flesh I don't eat their Mm -hmm. products and they're like you're always gonna be vegan like like, don't you need some meat?" I'm like
1: I don't have that
0: on there for you to critique me I have it on there so if you're going to be annoying about it you'll just leave me alone
1: for sure it's like that's <laughs> the quickest way you could get me to unmatch you.
0: That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the Ugh, that's so thing. silly. I know. Um was there anything else you wanted to say on body hair like what would you say if there were um people who were thinking about shaving that don't usually shave or that were thinking about not shaving that huh. don't usually not shave.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. Yeah, I guess just the like intention thing. It's just all about like we just need to be our our truest version of ourself and like what is going to – whatever it takes to be that. Like if you think that you shave your body hair because, you know, because you want society to look at you a certain way or you're embarrassed about it, then that's maybe not the best reason and maybe it would like challenge you to – you know, maybe even be, like, more open about it. And, like, yeah. go around wearing tank tops to, like, get yourself comfortable with it. Right. But, yeah, just intention. Like, do what is going to make you happy and what you know is, like, you're doing for the right reasons.
0: Right. That's – I think that's beautiful. That's really good advice. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> – uh, you definitely don't have to answer any questions that you don't want to. I yeah. feel like I can just ask you these things. Do you wear bras most of the time or not? I can't remember. No. I don't think that you do.
1: No, I don't ever.
0: Oh, me neither. Okay. Yeah. Unless I'm I working actually, out sometimes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For sports bras are one thing. Yes. Yeah. we all know, like, if you're exercising, that shit is uncomfortable yeah. to not wear a bra. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> but sure. um, I was actually thinking of a story when you said the thing about the girl in your class because um, I remember in middle school, I like didn't wear bras and mm-hmm. um, I would like wear baggy T-shirts and stuff and the girls, I was in yearbook club and the girls would make fun of me behind my back oh. about how I didn't wear bras and they, they thought that it was like, really like weird they're like like does Sydney know what a bra is like we can all see her like nipples like and stuff like that and like I got so insecure about it and Mm -hmm. it's just crazy because it's like looking back I'm like screw you guys it's a trend now (laughs) yeah that starts some trauma (laughs) yeah it's so sad that like girl on girl judgment and hate and stuff. But
0: yeah, you yeah. know, I think I experienced the opposite when I was in middle school. Cause I had really small boobs and for some reason I really wanted them to grow. And there was a girl in my class who I just thought was so cool. And, um, and she had bigger breasts than I did. And I remember one day she's like, I have something for you. And she took me into the bathroom and she pulled out this like really padded bra that was not only padded by like two inches but had a push up like this whole, I just pushed up my boob on camera (laughs) but had this um, thing in the bottom that would push up so like my no boob was pushed up to look like a boob. Yeah, 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 And I had to start wearing that all the time because once I wore it once, it's like, oh, wait, Kaylin has boobs now. So <laughs> I felt pressured to wear it all the time. And oh, if I man. didn't, I felt funny. But, like, I don't know. I just felt the pressure to look a certain way. Um, wow. Even when I didn't have to. But now, like, I never wear bras. And I wish that I could go back to high school like only for the fact that I would not wear a bra or shave my body hair. And I would be so such like an animal liberationist that people would lose their minds. Yeah, And I would love to <laughs> see that. <laughs> oh man.
1: Yeah. You never see that in high school. No, like,
0: I didn't see anything like that. Damn. It's probably more popular now.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That would yeah, I would be super surprised if I knew like some girl in high school that was just like totally out there with stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Man, Same here. we need more of that. I know. Let's go back as undercover cops to high school and yes. not wear bras. I, was, <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> and encourage Sign people to be themselves. <laughs> um, okay. So this is something that we talked about before. On the topic of self-image, and I've wanted to know how it's evolved for you. You were telling us that when you were in Asheville on that farm, Mm -hmm. you weren't going through a good time. Um, You were feeling pretty sick, I think emotionally maybe, and physically. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, body image has always, always, always been a big thing for me, like, I, I don't, I still try to psychoanalyze why, but, um, growing up, like, I would be really insecure, and always would be, like, wanting to lose weight and stuff, mm-hmm. and, um, probably, I think it was around my birthday last year, which is in January, I, like, I started getting really fixated on, like, losing weight, because I think I, I had lost a little bit of weight, like, without trying. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. Like, Mm -hmm. let me keep going. And um, I just got, like, super obsessed. And, like, I started out being, like, orthorexic, which is, like, an obsession with healthy eating and Mm -hmm. exercise. And so it wasn't, like, you know, too bad at first. I just seemed like I was getting really into health and fitness
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and I would like I would just eat super clean like I watched all these youtubers vegan youtubers and they were like you know no oil and like no no fats like all that high carb no fats and so I was like eating a lot of oatmeal and like eating just like you know, rice and veggies and not putting like anything on it, totally bland food. Yeah. And, um, it just kind of like kept going until like March when I remember I was like, I would just like eat an apple for breakfast sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like, it was just like, that's when it started to get really bad and like people started to notice. And then, um, when I went to Asheville, that was like, like it really was like the worst. I don't know why I decided to go to Asheville because I was really, really in bad shape. Like I would try to eat, um, under a thousand calories a day.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was still exercising a lot and, um, Like I was exercising even though my body hurt Mm -hmm. and I like couldn't walk up the hill to get to my cabin on the farm. Oh wow. And like, yeah. And I remember like going to bed and like my, like my bones hurt because they were like hitting the bed frame because they were sticking out that much. And like, um, I was really like, it was, taking a toll on me emotionally because, like, eating disorders, you know, they do a lot more than just, like, affect us physically.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, so I was, like, having, like, emotional breakdowns every day, and it was really affecting the people on the farm because Mm -hmm. it was, like, obviously, like, they could tell that I was in a bad place. Yeah. And so one day I just, like, got really, really, like, I was just, like, freaking out because, like, I was... I don't know. Yeah, I was having a breakdown and, um... the farmer dude, he was just, like, Sydney, like, I... like, I don't think you should be here anymore. Like, I'm... I'm just getting really overwhelmed by this and, like, it's really hard for me to see you in this place because I obviously, like, care about you as a person and... Yeah. I think you need to, like get some help and stuff. And so I I think I, like, how did I get back? I, yeah, I think I got, did I get a rideshare? Oh, my gosh, I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, I did get a rideshare. I got <laughs> a rideshare from this, like, traveler couple. And mm-hmm. they were really, really cool and really nice. They picked me up in Asheville. And, um, yeah, I went back, like, the next day. Um, so after that time. breakdown, yeah. Okay. And oh yeah, but um, yeah, no, that's what happened.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, what I guess what goes through your mind when you when that's going on? Like, you're obviously thinking about probably being thinner and eating less calories. What I guess do you think? What, did, what were you thinking was going to change in your life or going to change in you, um, you know, if you looked this certain way? Yeah,
1: well, um, I think for me personally, it was definitely just, like, it was that control, I guess. Like, I, I think there's just a lot going on around me in my life, and, mm-hmm. like, it was just something to, like, help with, that and like to feel distract. like you were in control
0: of something? yeah okay.
1: to be able to have something that was like and I don't know it's really it's self-harm too mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um so it's like how somebody who you know does any other type of self-harm it gives them that temporary relief and right. so having that control over the food and stuff so I feel like I don't even know I think because I was still so insecure like when I lost all that weight Mm -hmm. so it was almost like it really like it didn't fix anything it wasn't like helping my image of myself at all so I think it was really just about that self-harm and like Mm -hmm. distracting myself
0: oh yeah Wow. Well, thank you. Like I, we'll t- we're gonna talk about this obviously more, but thank you for sharing mm-hmm. this because I'm sure that I don't know. Maybe it's easier to talk about now, but I'm sure that would be something super hard to be experiencing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Do you think that outside, like, society had any pressure on you or that had any influence on you? Or do you think it was more just you looking for that control? Um, I think definitely, like, I followed
1: a lot of people on Instagram, like, models and um, just, like, I think in the vegan community it's really hard especially because, like, there is a lot of really, like, negative, like, body image stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. even when people don't mean to, like, all these YouTubers and stuff, and they're just like, Mm -hmm. like, we need to eat like this, and, like, this is, like, if you don't do this, like, you don't care about your body, and blah, blah, blah. And it's really, like, I've, like, realized now that it's kind of, like, silly because they all obviously are not like living to the fullest because their days revolve around these meals that they're eating yeah and it's like there's so much more to life than like eating super healthy and nutritious all the time Mm -hmm. and but anyways so I think like those people definitely like had that effect and maybe even just like on the nutrition side of things and like what we're supposed to eat mm-hmm. but i definitely did like see the vo- the models on instagram and stuff and yeah as a, as a woman like you're like man like that looks nice they look good in all their clothes it's like mm-hmm. but i don't know why and why it is that way it still is a mystery to me
0: why society is that way or why it us yeah.
1: like why we view that as like more beautiful you know uh, just like you
0: know that's such a good question I I mean I asked that question but I've never thought to answer it for myself so that's maybe something yeah <laughs> to think on and that like listeners can think on too um mm-hmm. yeah for sure that's That's a really big thing. Do you think this is, um, how do I put this question? Do you think that, obviously the people around you were affected by this and they noticed that it was going on and things like that. Do you think that they took the emotional, mental side as seriously as they took the physical deterioration during this time? Mm, No, I think... It
1: was very strange because I I think a lot of me, like, kept doing it because I felt like I wasn't getting enough attention for it. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like my mom wasn't, like, worried about me. And so it made me think that, like, you know, maybe I needed to get into, in, like, a worse condition Yeah, because my mom really didn't notice it and, like, didn't. show concern for it Mm -hmm. like my mom would even be like I'm so proud of you like you're really getting like Mm. into shape you're really getting like into health like this is so like awesome and stuff and I think like I I, she just didn't understand like I had to tell her like that I had an eating disorder Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and she was like what you have an eating disorder and I was like like, what the fuck did you think was happening? Like, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I don't... I think a lot of people just didn't, because I kind of, like, put on a strong, like, like, impression that it was, you know, just me getting into health and fitness.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I guess, like, to be fair, it's kind of hard for other people to, like, think you're lying, you know?
0: hmm
1: But... So, yeah, I think that, but I guess once it became known, like, yeah, I I don't think you get as much recognition for, like, what's going on in your head and people just not understanding, like, why certain things, like, can affect you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I feel like in society, people, like, for instance, if you called into work, And you said, I'm off today because I have the flu and I can't walk. They're like, understandable. Mm -hmm. But if you called into work and you said, I'm having a panic attack and I can't move. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, get over it and come in. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, so I was just, I was wondering if um, people paid attention to that part of it at all. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, definitely not. It's like... I mean, yeah, like what you're saying with any anxiety, it's like people just don't think of it as like an illness, like anything else. Like some days you can't do certain things. Like you have to leave class if you're in school,
0: Mm -hmm. school,
1: because you're for whatever reason, you're just feeling like super anxious and you can't breathe. And like you're, yeah, no, I totally agree. It's crazy that I haven't really thought of that we
0: don't get much recognition for those things yeah no for sure because I've noticed in my own life um that I've struggled with different anxieties and depression and sometimes when I've told people about it they're like not you like that Mm-mm. doesn't happen to you because you always look super sunshiny and it's like not as valid to them as if I said oh, I just broke my foot um, mm-hmm. like I need this sort of healing. If I say something like that, to not to everyone, but to some people, it's it's like it almost doesn't count because they can't see it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, did you develop different anxieties and maybe even depression from this, or was this yeah. kind of like, I don't know, you tell me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I I've always had anxiety and like. Like the first time I knew I had anxiety, I was like eight years old and I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't breathe and I Mm -hmm. thought I was dying. And my mom was like, no, like you're just having an anxiety attack. And um, so I've had anxiety for a long time, but I would just get fixated on like other things like weird, like irrational fears. And then so with the eating disorder, like it is crazy how it's like, even though I've been recovering from it, like I still do carry a lot of those fears and like what I'm eating and just like a lot of like overthinking about what I'm eating and like what my meals are like and all these things. Um,
0: What did you find was most supportive that other people did for you or with you? or to you during this time? Like what could people do if they know someone who's struggling with an eating disorder? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. What is, or did I you guess, not feel, maybe you didn't feel any support and that could be part of your experience too. But yeah,
1: I think it's so hard for people to understand if they haven't been through it. It's, it's seriously, like, a foreign world, like, Mm -hmm. my two good friends here, like, they've never dealt with any of that, and so they would, they would say a lot of, like, the wrong things to me,
0: Yeah, like,
1: and a lot of, like, throughout it all, like, people would say things like, like, just, like, why do you worry about it so much? I mean, just eat healthy and exercise regularly and you'll be fine, you know? And it's like, that is not what a person no. who has anorexia, like, that's not what you tell them, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And so it is hard for people to under- understand, but I think like, I feel like I wish there was one here, like a support group for people going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be very like helpful Mm -hmm. um obviously going to a therapist like you need to talk through things Mm -hmm. um and just surrounding yourself with like really good people like inspiring people that you want to be like like I think like just people who are living life and not worrying about the same things as you like you don't want to hang out with a group of girls who are, like, constantly putting themselves down or, like, worrying about their weight. You want to hang out with girls that are, like – or girls and guys, whoever, who are just, like, happy with with themselves and, like, yeah, express themselves and are authentic and stuff.
0: Yeah, I can see that definitely when we have issues or – whatever anxieties it makes it harder when we hang out with the people with the same things because it just kind of feeds yeah. into that energy a little bit more yeah okay that is definitely good advice um what do you think how do you think you've done the most healing for yourself yeah what um, has helped you that's probably seems like a hard question but how yeah. can people start to heal if they're ready for that for sure um
1: yeah it's really it is hard to say because it's like I don't even know I think I just like saw it as a challenge and it was almost like I knew that it was like what I needed to do if I wanted to be able to accomplish more things in life Mm -hmm. so like I think I just like thought a lot about you know the things I want to do and like traveling and stuff and I'm it was like well you can't do that if you're in this state, you know, and like you can't travel when you're like malnourished and like depressed and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's hard because I still do have a lot of like insecurity and like, I'm still really working towards self love, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I, I mean, I wish like, I think in general we just need to, see ourself as, like, our best friend and somebody that, like, we want to be the best version of themselves and, like, things that you want for your your actual best friend, you know, you should want that same thing for yourself. Yeah. And just, like, I don't know, acceptance. Like, acceptance is one of the easiest, like, steps, like, (laughs) accepting yourself. And, um... Being like, look, I don't have to be anything for anybody else. I just need to take the best care of myself that mm-hmm. I can.
0: Oh, yeah. That's that's so big. I love that you said the best friend thing because um, a while ago I, I heard someone, like, my self-talk wasn't always the best, and it still isn't all the time, but um, mm-hmm. I heard someone saying, like, why are you saying things to yourself yourself that you wouldn't say to your best friend or your closest friend (laughs) or people you care about like why would you say that to yourself because it's just as hurtful Um, so I think that's good that's a good challenge for people listening is spend a week and everything you say to yourself pretend like you're saying it out loud
1: to a person
0: that you love maybe your best friend or your dog companion or whoever it is yeah and see if you still like what you're saying
1: (laughs) for sure yeah it really is crazy how mean all of us are and like (laughs) judgmental it's just like we have all these expectations for ourselves and you know like who who are we trying to be this person for you know like you Mm -hmm. think about the whole weight thing it's like who like who is this for like why do I need to be skinny for anybody you know Mm -hmm. like what like what does that make me worth and like how does that even affect my value at all it's crazy
0: yeah it seems like you've reflected on it a lot and um you've learned something from it but it seems still like something extremely painful to go through Mm hmm yeah
1: it's weird I mean I I was always that person that like was like what like that's so stupid like why do people have eating disorders like just eat like it's just food you know Mm -hmm. and it's it really opens your eyes when you go through it that it's like it's actually like super hard and it's a lot more than just like vanity like I really think it's it's so much like OCD and how people with OCD obsess over things. And like, I don't know how our brain works with that kind of stuff, but it, it becomes a lot more than just like, yeah, being skinny. It becomes like a ritual and something that makes you feel safe
0: mm-hmm. An obsession.
1: Yeah. Well. And so it's hard, like any other irrational fears to get rid of.
0: Oh, dang. That I, I, feel like i don't know um because i haven't like spent as much time talking to people about it but i feel like it's something that's not talked about that much even in communities where it exists do you agree with that or yeah no i definitely agree
1: like i think it's known in like a small majority like a small majority of people talk about it Mm -hmm. but in whole, like, people are not talking about it that much, like, most people don't know, like, what an eating disorder is, and how it affects somebody, and I think there is, like, a lot of kind of, like, like, shame for people who go through it, like, Mm -hmm. or just embarrassment, like, I feel embarrassed to talk about it sometimes, because I feel like it sounds like like I'm looking for attention yeah. or that I'm trying to be a victim or something or, right. or it's just like, yeah, I just feel like people would undermine it in some kind of way, mm-hmm. which is sad. Like that's why there's not that much awareness about it. Cause it's just like,
0: yeah, know,
1: there's a stigma attached to it.
0: That is really sad oh jeez I, I like the more I hear other people talk about it um I've noticed habits or things that I've done then like shoot when it came to eating like mm-hmm. that was really harmful that <laughs> um yeah could have gotten a lot worse or that you know is like a form of tearing yourself down mm-hmm. so I think it's definitely helpful for all of us to hear about it a little yeah more.
1: I I always like say it's like I like, there's only certain people who have eating disorders, but practically everyone is a disordered eater because mm. like working at the coffee shop in new Orleans, like I would have people come in all the time and be like, um, like what one of these drinks should I get? Uh, if I'm on a diet, like what's the lowest calorie drink on here? And I was just like, Dude, you're at a coffee shop. Like, why'd you come in here if you're gonna like try to, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, who cares? Like, have a freaking latte. Have a hazelnut latte. You know, like with plant based a diet, milk. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. And like, it's just, it was so sad to hear people being like that because it's just like, man, like, don't worry about it that much. Yeah. Like, like live life and just you know like I don't know and then it goes back to like my mom who's a person in my life who is very like like food focused and weight focused and stuff and Mm -hmm. just hearing how she talks about herself and like food it's really sad it's just like we don't need to we don't need to restrict ourselves in life and yeah that is what most people think. Like they think like it's about control and it's about restriction. And that's like, that's what people think is good. You know, that's what people think is going to be good for their health. And it's totally not.
0: Wow. Which is
1: why veganism is so awesome. (laughs) That was (laughs) actually
0: something I was going to ask you about next. So it's really funny. I was literally getting ready to say that um just on all of these issues not even exactly around eating or food or anything like that but this whole um all these things that you're learning about yourself and your travel and the way you live your life how does veganism play into that for you veganism is like it's I just love being
1: vegan like (laughs) people always ask you like do you feel like you're like, what do you miss the most? And it's like, literally nothing like there's nothing I miss. Because it's, there's a vegan version of everything and a better version like, yeah. And it's not even like, you know, like meat substitutes, because I don't really eat that many meat substitutes. But it's just like, you know, tofu and like, beans and rice and, like, all the different vegetables and all the different fruits on this earth, like, it's just so, like, abundant and, like, delicious to eat vegan food. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and, like, veganism is so revolving around, like, how all that stuff, like, counting calories and all that doesn't matter because it's, like, when you're eating food that nourishes your body, like... You know that shouldn't matter because it's not about what your body looks like. It's just about
0: how it feels.
1: Yeah, how it feels and how you're you're giving it. Yeah, super good stuff. Ah. And I I feel like the vegan community, like even though there are those health fitness junkies, like the majority are people like you and me who are just like, you know, like normal people who Mm -hmm. eat like. Eat the things we want, you know, like yeah. how, like you go to California and get those like vegan
0: cinnamon buns. And, stuff. <laughs> and then I feel really sick later.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, freaking working at the coffee shop, we had like a bunch of like these like vegan dessert bars. And it's like, yeah, that's not like optimal. Like, you know, the guy who lives in Hawaii and lives off fruit, you know, yeah. like whatever. But it's like, it's balanced and it makes us happy. So it's like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of support for people like that in the vegan community.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I, I, like in a recent past and at times have been really obsessed with eating super clean. And lately um, I've been more focused on getting everything I need. And then finding a balance to also satisfy, like, sweet and salty and things like mm-hmm. that for my mental health. Because if my mental and emotional health is not doing well, then it doesn't really matter what's going on inside my body because there's sure. a direct correlation. Um, and what are your thoughts around animal liberation and um, what humans are doing to other animals you know, that aren't human as a yeah. whole. How has that affected your life?
1: Um. Yeah, I I don't really do much of the animal activism as much as, like, I wish I did. Uh, but I, like, I mean, I, I need to get more involved in that. Mm-hmm. Like, because I definitely, like, it makes me really sad all the time to just know that this is what's going on. And, like, I see my family members and people that I love supporting it all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, y- like once you get to that point, like you see that meat, animal flesh, like, and you don't see it as food anymore. Like, it's just, you can't see it that way. Like you see it as that dead body that's on whatever on the plate on the, in the grocery stores. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I definitely yeah, I think it's awesome, like the people that are doing what you've done, you know, like mm-hmm. getting arrested for that kind of stuff, <laughs>
0: yeah, because that like we need that, we definitely do um very cool, thank you for sharing your thoughts on that, yeah, uh I wanted to end with something asking you anything else you wanted to say or. Who and what are your biggest inspirations? Because I think that um, we have a lot of similar ideas and lifestyle things in common. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what has been or who or what or, you know, music or whatever sort of media has been the biggest inspiration for you to live like this.
1: Yeah, Um So, for like everything in general,
0: or yeah, just biggest inspirations in your life,
1: okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, like, I know it sounds corny, but I definitely think you inspire me a lot, like, with all the things that you do, (laughs)
0: yeah,
1: um, and the way you live, um, thank you, and yeah, (laughs) and I, I mean, like certain friends like I have a friend named Shannon and she's really inspiring to me because she's just like so comfortable with herself like Mm -hmm. she's just like she's it's just so funny how like how accepting of herself she is um and I don't know I'd say like
0: uh, who else Could even Uh, be like a movie that i don't know media music whatever um
1: music inspirations like i guess i mean i love the growlers i mentioned Mm -hmm. tell it how it is they have like a lot of good like meaningful music too that just like makes you i don't know i have like a self-love playlist on spotify and it just has so many songs by them Like, I love, there's a song, The Love Test, and every time I hear the line, um, it's like, all the girls in L.A. look like they're fading away. A woman should be strong with uh, thick legs and big arms. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I don't know, I love hearing that part because it's always, like, made me feel like, man, yeah, like, if Brooks Nielsen is saying this, like, he's right, like, (laughs) that. But that's also not to, like, skinny shame because, you right. know, like, not everybody, like, some people are naturally like that. But yeah. for me personally, it's always made me feel good.
0: Like, it can be an option for you mm-hmm. that it's okay to be. Yeah, like, have thick legs and
1: big arms. Yeah. And, um yeah, I don't know, like... What's another, I mean, inspiring, um, the book, the alchemist, I think for anybody who wants to travel, Uh,
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: Read that book. (laughs) Um, that's
0: definitely a good book. Someone bought it for me before I traveled for the last like five months and I read it during travel and I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, this it's is crazy. so good, and I yeah. left it actually for someone else to read. So I hope they pass it on too. Oh,
1: nice! Yeah, because that book gives you that like jolt you need. It's like travel, like yeah. the universe conspires to like help you. Right. If once you find your personal legend or whatever it says in the book.
0: Yeah. Oh, good. I'll put a, also a link in the show notes for people to check yes. that book out. Yes. Yeah. Um, where can people find you, or do you want to talk about your music a little bit? Oh man. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I do write music. I I've been a little bit out of the game just because with traveling and stuff. You know, like we always juggle different things that we're interested in, For but. Sure. I have music on my SoundCloud. Um, it's soundcloud.com slash Dively Music, D I V E L Y okay. M um, U S I C. And I just write like little tunes, like hopefully people find them relaxing or something. Yes. Um, and I, I'm on Instagram at Natural E Being. Okay. And I I try to, like, post about, like, self-love and try to, like, share little things. So,
0: yeah. Cool. That'll be helpful for people. I'm excited that you're, again, thank you so much for recording, like, the song, the intro (laughs) song to this. Yeah. I love it. I know the song now, like, it's, it is a real song, but I know the song, like, Like, I heard it on the radio and I listened to it too many times. Oh, wow. Sometimes I just listen to it because I love your voice and your music.
1: I'm happy I could write it. Like, I was so, I felt so pressured with it. I was like, Uh, oh my God, it needs to be really good.
0: And, well, it is really, it's great. Oh, it's so great. Um, So I'll also leave links for people if they want to check out your music, which I suggest that you definitely should. Nice. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about to conclude this interview? I don't know. I guess we
1: touched on a lot of good things. I hope I didn't ramble too much or (laughs) get sidetracked.
0: No, I think that was really good, and I think that um, that interview will be helpful for a lot of people. I hope so especially you know if people are still asking questions maybe it gives them a little bit of direction and if they've already made some um, decisions that they feel like they might stick with maybe a little bit of like backup or feeling supported or like they're not the only one so I think that'll definitely be helpful
1: heck yeah
0: very cool All (laughs) right. well I guess I will conclude this interview and we'll catch you next time bye all that's with and keep
1: on going fall away keep on going set my head on straight world is open